the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on 860 AM, The Answer. The show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial market, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Mark Hoff of Pacific Private Money. Nomfon is off today. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during the show. Certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Uh, today's trivia theme is miscellaneous trivia. Mark, I, you haven't been with us for a while. I know you got a lot of good stuff to talk about. Well, I try to get on here at least once a month, and uh, I, I do appreciate that a lot of our clients uh, are weekly listeners, yeah. and I know they, uh, they're they accustomed to hearing you and Nam on a fairly regular basis, plus our guest hosts that appear. And so, anyway, today I am uh, I'm back, and I've got some good stuff. Um, we're going into uh, the weekend after the July 4th. Uh, holiday and it's going to be a heat wave I hear so we may not be needing those tan bella certificates always nice that they want to give them away to winners that's right that's right but uh you know kind of to kind of sum up what's happening you know in the real estate market uh since that's what we talk about uh, the preponderance of our conversations at the best of investing each week are about the real estate market and real estate related investments and what's happening and what are the opportunities. And so here's a headline that pretty much kind of sums it up. And this is, this is a nationwide real estate headline. The typical home sold for its highest price on record at its fastest pace on record and for 2.3% above list price the largest sale premium on record. Wow. Now, that about sums it up. Now, 2.3%. Yeah. I mean, that's in San Francisco. It's not unusual to see a home go for 25% above asking. So, but, uh, you know, as, as national averages go, the rest of the country is starting to experience yeah. what we have been experiencing in California off and on for decades I mean, it was, you know, we, we started to see real estate inflation in California right around the 70s. I remember when the first yep. home started selling for $100,000. Now yeah. that same home is selling for well over a million. Well, let me ask you, but, how much of this has to do with, you think, uh, people move, migrating from California to the other states? Well, there's certainly a lot of blame going on in Texas, Arizona, and Idaho, to name three out of probably half a dozen um, popular 
relocation points for Californians who are moving. Um, and I've been to Dallas and I've been uh, out to Scottsdale, Arizona, and I've been uh, uh, to a number of these towns that have been talking about how prices are, have been going up quite a bit and how yeah. a lot of Californians are going, wow, real estate's on sale here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then if they find out you're from California, they get a little yeah. upset. <laughs> yeah, but that's anecdotal. I don't have any, you know, but that's just, that's just talking to all the Uber drivers that I talked yeah. to. <laughs> they don't hate Californians because a lot of them own homes and, and they're seeing their, their appreciation go up. But uh, sure. bottom line is it's funny because there are, uh, I, I did see a headline that, um, uh, that uh, the U.S. housing market is losing a little bit of steam uh, as we get into the summer here. Uh, and they, they cite that pending sales uh, are continuing to decrease um, as the number of homes for sale uh, are slowly growing. So pending home sales are, are homes that are in contract. And if there's fewer homes in contract and with a typical summer and we're coming out of the pandemic, you would expect more and more homes to go on the market and that's what's happening. But I don't really know that that's uh, that I would call that a cooling trend because, you know, home prices are still rising. Homes are selling in fewer days than ever before. And more homes than ever are selling uh, above list price. So check this out. So uh, I got to find this one. <laughs> A record 55% of homes sold above their list price. That's up from 26% a year ago. Wow. So more than double. I mean, these are all unprecedented numbers. Yeah. Um, you know, not so unprecedented for the for for California and particularly for the Bay Area, but you know, nationwide, this is just. Um, unbelievable. Uh, median home price up 23% year over year. Um, asking prices up 14%. Um, and, and so it's, you know, basically demand is outstripping supply. Yeah. Not enough homeowners are putting their homes on the market yet to accommodate the increase in demand. So we've seen a surge in demand but supply is still constrained because the majority of homeowners are boomers or older. Ah. And because of that, you've got a situation where a lot of boomers um, are still not quite ready to, uh, to take off their masks and, and go uh, house hunting. Um, uh, and just the whole stress of moving is, is difficult in a market where um, competition is so fierce. So what I hear a lot from realtors who have clients who want to move is that they're afraid to put their home on the market now because they're afraid it's going to sell in five minutes and they're going to be homeless. Exactly. We're you going know? to continue on. We, we get back. I'm talking about that. Our nice. first uh, trivia question, our commercial break, we're talking miscellaneous trivia here is what color is the three ball in pools? Call 888-912-1190. First caller with correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate. And by the way, I don't know if you've, uh, you know, we had a sponsor on a couple of weeks ago, Palio Restaurant in San Francisco. Uh, I finally decided to go there and I could not believe how awesome the food was. Spectacular. Uh, they spent a lot of money in the place and uh, food was excellent. Uh, very reasonably priced too. Could not say enough about it. Palio Restaurant in San Francisco. Check them out. All right, stick with us. The Best of Investing will be right back. 
Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, along with Mark Hahn from Pacific Private Money. First trivia question, what color is the three ball in pool? And I was going to run downstairs and check it out on my pool table, but uh, <laughs> wasn't enough time in a commercial break. Yeah. <laughs> Answer, no. I don't. Green. That's a six ball. Okay. <laughs> and the 14. Uh, red. Oh, oh yeah. The red ball, yes. Yeah, same as the 11 ball. I know. All right. Um, so, Mark, you were, you were talking about how, just before we cut the break, how a, a lot of people are concerned about putting their house on the market because they're concerned it'll sell so fast and they won't be able to buy something quickly. Well, the, the housing market, the way it, it, it stands today, what's really happening is we've got a surge in demand. Um, people want to move. People who live in condos want to move into a single family residence. People living in the city want to move into suburbs. Uh, A certain number of people living in California who've decided it's too expensive here. I want to move to Austin or uh, Scottsdale or Boise, Idaho, or someplace in Oregon or Washington. You know, there's just a lot of, uh, of, demand, pent-up demand, I might uh, add, uh, no thanks to the pandemic, but the supply hasn't caught up. So and it's not just the fact that we're not building homes fast enough and we're not building enough homes in the markets where people want to move, um, but it is that uh, a lot of existing homes, we just, we we're at the lowest rate of existing homes on the market. Uh, I don't, I don't have the percentage in front of me, but it's, it's significantly down over averages of, of how many homeowners, uh, how many existing homes would typically be uh, come on the market in spring and summer. And that's, uh, in large part uh, due to a couple of reasons, one being the pandemic and people not willing to, uh, not ready yet to go through the, uh, the rather arduous process of selling their home and the exposure uh, that that uh, creates. And, uh, and they're also afraid that because of the competition that they'll sell their home very, very quickly and then not have a place to move. Now you got to put yourself in storage, go find a place to rent, <laughs> go move in with a relative. I mean, it's just none of those things sound good. And so really it's one of the reasons why our consumer bridge loan that we offer at Pacific Private Money has grown in popularity so much so that it's the, it's, uh, it's the best selling loan product that we have. Uh, just a couple of years ago, you know, 20% of our loan volume was a consumer bridge loan. Uh, now 60% of our loan volume is the consumer bridge loan. And what that is, it's a purchase money loan uh, for short term that allows somebody uh, to tap the equity in their existing home so that we can do 100% financing uh, on their target, uh, on their intended uh purchase. So what that does is it basically allows people to go buy their next home first and move later. Whereas in the traditional way, you go to your bank and uh, you'll tell your banker, hey, I got a down payment for my next home. Uh, Can I get a, you know, can you give me a home loan? And they'll say, sure, as soon as you sell your existing home first. Because no thanks to Dodd-Frank, it's difficult for most home buyers to qualify to have two home mortgages at the same time. Yeah. Even if you make good money, 
it's very, very difficult. There are DTI ratios or other considerations. You know, Dodd-Frank was enacted to help protect consumers against predatory lending practices, but it's a double-edged sword. It's made bank financing much more stringent and difficult to get, and the underwriting guidelines are tougher. So, so we developed our consumer bridge loan shortly after Dodd-Frank. We've been doing it for about eight years now. That allows people to uh, basically get a loan, uh, a, a short-term bridge loan, that uh, would allow them to make offers uh, on, on a home that they want to buy first. And so anyway, it's, it's a very, very popular program. You know, for more information, go to our website uh, at pacificprivatemoney.com or call us at 415-883-2150, especially if you're a real estate professional out there and you have clients that uh, you know you could list their home if they weren't afraid that it would sell too quickly and they don't know how they're going to get their next home. So, you know, that's – and so – Well, let me interrupt for a second. That's just one of the benefits of your bridge loan product. The other one is to be able to compete with the all-cash buyers. Just, yeah, it's a pretty powerful tool. And we spend a lot of time educating realtors about how powerful this tool is so that they can educate their clients. Because yeah. every realtor out there uh, probably has a potential client that if they could find them a place to move into where they can make an offer that gets accepted with the sales contingency yeah. if they're existing home. And that's a tough proposition right now. That's really hard to, uh, to make a, to have certain contingencies on a home offer. And so it's just uh, it's a great product. So, um, you know, kind of getting back to, you know, where we started the segment is uh, so, so what is, what is this tight housing market? What does it pretend for the future? What, what are the predictions? And well, I'll tell you one thing that is uh, that we're not predicting is, um, uh, you know, any kind of real estate crash or correction in the near term. And here's a headline from Housing Wire, which was one of my favorite real estate blog posts. And uh, you've heard the term tech bros, right? It, it's kind of a semi snarky way to refer to uh, you know, <laughs> folks in the uh, technology industry. Um, there's also a, uh, a term for those who have continually predict, been predicting for the last several years a crash or correction in the housing market. And uh, those guys are referred to as crash bros. <laughs> here's here's the funny. headline, pending home sales crush hopes of forbearance crash bros. So uh, the thought was uh, from these people who are basically um, bearish in nature is that uh, as these um, uh, as, as these laws preventing um, and forbearing against homeowners, I'm sorry, uh, uh, lenders foreclosing on homeowners not making their, their rents or for uh, homeowners who own rental property are not able to foreclose out there or, or, or evict their tenants. A lot of those uh, rules are relaxing and uh, are coming to an end right now. It's uh, as of September this year, that's going to come to an end. But there's a, there is this uh, you know prediction among a small minority. Maybe it's more of a hope, uh, hopeful thinking that this is going to result in in a major correction of the housing market. And you know the data just isn't there. Um, 
housing crash isn't going to happen, not for those reasons. A housing crash can always happen due to anything, you know, something woefully unexpected happening. Uh, but even if we had another upsurge in the pandemic, that's not going to cause housing prices to go down. No. Uh, and uh, we saw that happen last year. Yeah. When we come back, uh, we'll talk about how uh, people can invest with you to uh, take advantage of those kinds of loans that are available for investment. All right, here's our second trivia question. What what religious day follows Halloween? Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate. Again, what religious day follows Halloween? All right, stay with us. The Best of Investing will be right back. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hunt of Pacific Private Money. Second trivia question, what religious day follows Halloween? Uh, What do you call that? November 1st. What's the name of that? Oh, my goodness. You would know that. I know. Uh, well, I know because I did only because I have the uh, answers right here. It's called All Saints Day. All and Saints yes. Day. That's right. That's right. I want to make a mention here also for Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael. Pizza the way it ought to be. Check them out. Michael, Mike, Mike, Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael. Had their pizza before. It's excellent. All right. Uh, so, Mark. Uh, you talked about these bridge loans, and they sound like they're pretty decent loans to make as a as a company. Um, if there are people out there who are interested in investing, what opportunities do they have um, to so, participate? So, the uh, one of our most popular loan products at Pacific Private Money, we're an alternative real estate finance provider based in Marin County. Been in business since. 2008. We've done uh, over a billion dollars worth of privately funded loans. Uh, These loans are often referred to as private money, alternative, hard money, you name it. Uh, But it's basically uh, grown to be a rather mature industry Uh, under Dodd-Frank. We've been uh, regulated and the bad apples have mostly been weeded out. And companies like Pacific Private Money are actually doing a lot of good uh, out there uh, supplying uh, capital for various types of real estate transactions, whether it's ground up construction uh, for those who can't seem to get bank financing to build or rebuild their home. In the case, uh, we still have a lot of uh, homes that were lost to fire that were never uh, still rebuilt. And I'm up in Santa Rosa on a regular basis. And uh, about half of the uh, 3000 lots have been uh, rebuilt uh, to date. Uh, In fact, we've purchased a number of uh, uh, lots ourselves to, uh, to rebuild some homes. So there's just a, there's a lot going on and and bank financing is just really tough to get. So, you know, private money is there to provide uh, short-term purchase money, bridge loans, uh, ground up construction, fix and flip, of course, everyone's uh, heard of those. And, so the, uh, the, the source of our capital are investors. Uh, most of our investors happen to live right here in the Bay Area. You know, people like to invest uh, in uh, their hometown, more or less, uh, uh, or, or at least uh, certainly uh, a lot of our investors are, are very comfortable that we lend primarily in California. And so 
we've got a number of different funds that we use for making uh, these loans. One fund in particular, for example, uh, uh, one of our more recent funds, uh, we pay 6% on a monthly basis to basically rent money from uh, our investors on a short-term basis to be able to fund loans that we sell to third parties. We have a number of institutional investors who like to purchase our loans and we're happy to sell them. So we use uh, the what we call the Pacific Freedom Fund. Uh, it behaves like a warehouse line of credit for us. A uh, warehouse credit line is essentially a credit line that uh, we are able to use to provide the funds to close escrow. And then shortly after that, we bundle a number of closed loans together uh, and sell it to one of our institutional uh, buying partners. And so that's one fund. And then we've got three other funds. Uh, We've got the Pacific Private Money Fund. Uh, We've been talking about that uh, for many years now. We launched that in 2013. That one is a mixed bag of both uh, short-term consumer bridge, some ground-up construction, and then uh, a a mixture of longer-term uh, private money loans on, say, small balance commercial, et cetera. Uh, that fund is paying in the low 7% range, also has monthly distributions. And then we've got a couple more. We've got a, a fund focused on just making construction loans, mostly ground up construction loans in California. That's our North Star fund. That's mm-hmm. paying right around 10% right now. Uh, we get uh, higher fees and rates uh, out of construction loans. And then last but not least, we have the Pacific Southwest Note Fund, a rather unique fund uh, where we've partnered with a gentleman who for the last 30 years has been uh, has perfected a business model for buying uh, seller carryback notes in the state of Texas. And apparently that is, uh, for those unfamiliar with that, particularly if you live in California, you don't see a lot of seller carrybacks uh, anymore. But uh, in Texas, there are markets where uh, seller carryback loans uh, are, are still fairly common. And the people who hold those notes oftentimes want to cash them out. And they can be purchased at a significant discount if you know how to negotiate in our uh, Capital partner there, Mark Brown, is very, very good at negotiating these. And that pays a uh, fixed 7.5% return secured by a very conservative, low uh, LTV portfolio of of loans. So a number of uh, ways that um, we offer real estate debt secured investment opportunities that pay anywhere from 6% to 10%. Uh, and uh, have liquidity uh, features uh, within 30 days uh, to a couple of months. So it's, uh, it's something that's worth investigating, particularly if you believe, as we do, that the real estate market shows uh, all signs of remaining strong for the next several years. And even when we hit the next downturn in real estate, the good news is that uh, our loans have a relatively conservative loan to value ratio of 70% or less. And so we're trying to bake in some protection there for the next downturn. Um, But one of the other reasons we're pretty bullish about our funds is that we tend to make short-term loans. And as we know, real estate does cycle and it does go down, but it doesn't go down quickly. It takes uh, years for a housing market to 
slump as much as it did back in, in 2008. So again, for more information, uh, please reach out to us. There's a lot of information on our website. We even have a little chat bot on our website, which is managed by our live person who will answer your questions uh, or just call us. Uh, we have someone, Andre in our office answers the phone live uh, from nine to five every day, five days a week. Call us at 415-850-5555, and you can talk to me, you can talk to Nam Phan, you can talk to a number of people in our office who'd be uh, happy to give you more information about how to invest with Pacific Private Money, or if you're curious about how our loans work and how they can help you buy your next home uh, with a lot less pain and stress, uh, you definitely want to check out our Consumer Bridge Loan. All right. When we come back, I do want to ask you a question about why your funds have different uh, interest rates. Hmm. And uh, again, the, the main office number, as I understand, is 415-883-2150. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Did I yeah. give out my cell phone? <laughs> Sorry. Don't call that number. Call that number. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Third trivia question. On a standard computer keyboard, which vowel does not appear? on the top row of letters and no looking at your keyboard while this question's going on. <laughs> you just saw it. I just saw that. Call 888-912-1190 to answer that question. Stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. We'll be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The Best of Investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM. The Answer. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with Mark Vaughn. Uh, third trivia question on a standard computer keyboard. Which vowel does not appear on the top row of letters? Uh, you. No. Now look at your keyboard. Oh, okay. Well, a. a, very good. All right. All right. Today was not your day for trivia questions, but that's okay. All right. I can't okay. touch type. I have to like hunt and peck. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same way. <laughs> okay. Um, question for you. Why do your funds have different preferred interest rates? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we have four funds at Pacific Private Money, and they all offer different preferred uh, rates of return. And you know, that's by design. You know, there's a risk reward uh, aspect to it. Um, and that, that's probably really the, the, the biggest aspect of it. So for example, uh, our, our least risky fund uh, in, in our opinion would be our Pacific Freedom Fund where we offer a 6% fixed rate of return. Uh, uh, followed by our Pacific Southwest Fund at 7.5%. Uh, which we feel is, uh, uh, again, uh, low risk because of the low uh, loan-to-value. Why is it higher than, than, uh, than the Freedom Fund at six? Well, it's, uh, it's a Texas-based fund, and we're trying to attract a, a different market. Uh, and outside of California, people are accustomed to are earning a little bit higher return on mortgage-secured investments. Uh, so next would be the Pacific Private Money Fund. The preferred return on that is 7%. And again, that just reflects the type of, you know, mixed uh, mixture of short, medium and long term 
private money, hard money loans, again, some construction, uh, some purchase, some you know, generic small balance commercial. And we have 65 million of assets under management in that fund. And again, it pays a 7% preferred return. Uh, our construction loan fund called the North Star Fund has an 8% preferred return with a target yield uh, of roughly 10% that we look to produce for our clients. Uh, and again, the 8% preferred return just again reflects the fact that construction loans by definition are going to be more expensive than say a loan, uh, a fund that um, focuses on, um, on loans on existing homes. So, uh, but it's a great fund and it's uh, the North star capital fund is designed to help, you know, rebuild California because we have a lot of homes that need to be built uh, to yeah. keep pace with demand here in California. And, our fund can only make a small dent in it, uh, which is one of the reasons why the uh, the demand for capital in our North Star Fund is actually very, very high, and and uh, we're we're very bullish uh, in investing uh, in seeking more capital for that fund, so we can continue to fund uh, uh, more of those construction loans that come across. So. A lot of different reasons. We've got uh, details on. Uh, we've got we've got a, a sheet that summarizes all four of our funds, and then uh, we've got uh, detailed executive summaries. And of course, uh, our offering documents uh, go over everything on how it works. Uh, the only caveat for all four of our funds is it does require that you be an accredited investor. Accredited means you need a million dollar net worth, exclusive of your primary residence, or you make two hundred thousand dollars a year or more, three hundred thousand if you're married. That's not our law. That's our, our rule. That's uh, it's an SEC regulation, unfortunately. But the good news is that for you know many California residents and Bay Area residents, yeah. uh, an accredited uh, investor uh, status is uh, a, a bar that many people are, are able to achieve. So for, for more information, how do they get a hold of you? Don't call my cell number. <laughs> Good thing it's terrestrial radio. You can't like go back and go. Yeah, no, that's true. We're in the San Francisco Bay Area. We've been here since 2008 and uh, we're growing like crazy at Pacific. It's just, uh, it's a very, very popular um, and, uh, and growing industry, uh, the alternative real estate lending industry. Um, we got a few minutes before our next uh, commercial, right? Yeah. So I wanted to pivot over. I've got this, I've got a headline here um, that I thought was really interesting. So Oregon is the first state that bans home buyer love letters. Really? Right. You're talking about where someone wants to buy a home. Right. Say, right. hi, we, we'd love to buy this home because my family, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, so saying, when, yeah. really? My wife and I bought, my, bought our last home. We included, as many, if not most, home buyers do nowadays, basically a letter. It's like with a picture of your family, yeah. who you are, and it's, it's called a, a home, buyer, uh, home buyer love letter. It's not really a love letter, but it's a very, it can be a very schmaltzy kind of, <laughs> you know, self-promotional, tear-jerking, here's why you should sell to us. We're really nice people, yeah. and we really love your house. Um, so Oregon has banned it for fear of discrimination, and what's interesting is oh, that interesting. Is, this is not a new issue. This is one that's been uh, been 
batted around a bit. And I think uh, California Association of Realtors was successful in defeating uh, an earlier proposal for a similar law. But, you know, now we've got the first state that is banned. Okay. And I'm guessing they're, they're focusing on race. Well, it could be. I mean, there's just a yeah. lot, again, you know, it's, there's a lot of uh, reasons, but, and probably primarily race. Yeah. Let's, let's face it. Um, you know, we're not further along in race, race relations. Like, you know, we'd all like to maybe believe yeah. we are today versus 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago. We all know what's been happening um, but here's the funny thing is once if you're the seller and you're moving to another state, who do you care who you sell to? Well, I, I know, but you know, <laughs> your neighbors, you care. You know, it's, uh, they're looking for ways to discourage silent discrimination. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. Cause there may be, and it doesn't have to be race. You can have, uh, let's say a gay couple who says they want to buy a house. Absolutely. And, and someone says, you know, I, yeah. I just don't like that idea. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I kind of, I kind of get it. Yeah. I understand the logic behind it. It, At first it seems funny and silly. um, But uh, so what what do you do if you, so if you're not the, the quote, uh, a preferred race, you just include a couple of, you know, uh, leave it to beaver photo type people, (laughs) even if you're different. I I think the, you know, if if the, I guess the love letters, I haven't read the law, but I I'm guessing all letters uh, period. Uh, that yeah. uh, an offer is to be submitted uh, with uh, possibly a, a, a pre pre approval application, uh, and, uh, and and that's it. Uh, no no love letters. No trying to yeah. um, target the heartstrings. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's it's so funny. I mean, I actually I actually now that you know we've kind of gone bantered this back and forth, I I, I understand. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not sure if I necessarily agree with it, but I don't necessarily disagree with it either for, for various reasons. You know, well, you know um, one of the things that Dodd-Frank accomplished for conventional lending and bank financing is that it's, it's as close to being uh, blind, yeah. uh, like justice, as you're going to get. What do I mean by that? Uh, conventional lending is now completely numbers-driven. They don't want to. They don't want to know who you are, what you look like, what you do, what your story is, what's the situation. They don't want to know any of that. But you still have to. You still. They still get asked the question: What race are you? On the, on the ten o three. That's true, and a lot or, of people do not fill that out. Yeah, which is you know, I, I, you can say you don't want to answer, but the uh, government requires it for census purposes. But I, it wouldn't surprise uh, me if future if future loan application oh, eliminate nope. that for that very reason. All right, we're going to come right back with some closing comments. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to the best of investing with your host Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf of Pacific Private Money. No trivia question, but I want to make a quick mention also to the Transcendence Theater. I invite you to experience Broadway under the stars in wine country at beautiful Jack London Historic State State Historic Park. Check them out. Bestnightever.org. Uh, seen the show before? It's excellent. Okay. Uh, Mark, more a little bit more about bridge loans. 
So, yeah, so we've talked, uh, and I appreciate the opportunity to share uh, with the audience today about uh, our number one loan product, our consumer bridge loan, which is uh, pretty unique in the loan industry. And it's unique because not a lot of uh, private money loan uh, lenders, that is, uh, are licensed, nor do they prefer to do these consumer type loans. And, and there's a number of reasons, but it's, it's costly, it's time consuming, it's, it's more expensive than doing, you know, fix and flip and business purpose and investment purpose type loans. Uh, but uh, we, we find it's a, it's a loan product that's wanted, needed and benefits uh, the clients who take uh, advantage of them. And so I'm just going to read off for you uh, a post I did recently um, on consumer bridge loans. And so just, just a short list of here are some of the many ways that uh, our consumer bridge loan uh, can be used to help you purchase your next home. Uh, number one, it eliminates the need for a home buyer to sell their existing home first, yep. because we could basically give you hundred percent uh, financing on the purchase price. Uh, we're going to cross collateralize your existing home, which allows us to uh, secure that equity you have in your existing home. And we do a little bit of math and we solve for an overall exposure of about 75% loan to value or less. And if you've got about 50% equity in your existing home, uh, that normally allows you to qualify for a loan of about hundred percent of your uh, target property purchase price. Uh, number two, um, um, Oh, I just said that it does provide 100% of the, uh, we can provide 100% purchase financing, utilizing the equity in your existing home. Um, number three, really important, helps buyers compete effectively against both cash buyers and those buyers who are offering a quick close or a low or no contingency yeah. offer. So again, it's uh, really helpful because we don't have any appraisal contingencies. There's no appraisal required to qualify for our bridge loan. Um, it allows you to buy a home now even if you don't quite qualify for conventional financing, if you believe that within a year, you'll be able to qualify. Maybe you've got uh, an income issue. Maybe you've got uh, stocks that are vesting. Maybe you changed jobs recently. Uh, all of those things require you to wait uh, to be able to qualify for conventional financing. Uh, the other thing is we, we are able to rescue and quickly close on a transaction that's in danger of collapsing. Maybe you're in contract with a home and you've got to close by the end of the month clock is ticking, your bank uh, financing for, for whatever reason, and there are a lot of them that happen, uh, gets held up and the seller refuses to extend. He's going to keep your deposit and sell it to the next guy. What do you do? Well, we can help you. We can rescue those transactions. And we have saved a lot of hard money, depo- hard deposits that were non-refundable, 50, 100, $150,000, depending on the size of the transaction. Um, we've helped divorcing couples purchase a second home before their divorce is final. Uh, oh, yeah. a, a bank isn't going to lend you money until your divorce is final. So if one of the uh, spouses wants to move out, wants to move into, uh, uh, to buy a home to move into, how do you get financing for that? Well, our bridge loan is a perfect tool to help you do that. And then last but not least, it just unlocks the equity in your existing home, allowing you to buy your next home now. I mean, that's, that's really the, the bottom line. So, um, you know, and a lot of reason, a lot of real estate professionals are still uh, unfamiliar with, with this product because when you hear the word bridge loan, um, that, that usually means like a commercial or, or investment loan. Oh, yeah. Call sure. the consumer bridge loan. It's a very unique consumer product, short-term, no prepayment penalty. Call us for more information, pacificprivatemoney.com, 415-883-2150.
All right, we're going to cut out. Here's our thoughts of the day. What does a clock do when it's hungry? Moo. No, it goes back for seconds. <laughs> it goes back four seconds. Okay. And delighted to say I finally got a new job installing mirrors. Nothing fancy, but it was something I could always see myself doing. Ah, <laughs> oh, you got to love that. All right, tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on 860 AM. The answer. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast.